0: FM Indianapolis, it's Indy Speaks, your life matters, hosted by Cameron Riddle.
1: And good morning,
0: Indianapolis,
1: I'm Cameron Riddle. It's warm outside, this is what I'm talking about. Good morning to you, we got a lot happening on the show this morning, and we've had politics the past couple of weeks. This morning, we're going to flip the script just for a little bit. We've got Ebony Chappelle from the Indianapolis Recorder. She returns this morning in the studio. It's been a while since Ebony has graced us with her presence on an early Sunday morning. So we'll get down to that in just a moment. We'll be talking about uh, what's hot in Indianapolis. And there's a lot going on, as there usually is, including the movie Barbershop just came out this weekend. And uh, it touches on some topics that... Uh, may sound all too familiar to some of you listening right now in the circle city so we'll talk about that also some of the other big stories that have made headlines all across the circle city we'll talk about that through the hour and of course we welcome your input at 239-9696 we're gonna do all that and more coming up but first let's get you caught up on what happened overnight in the circle city It's been a deadly night in Indianapolis. Metro police are investigating three separate overnight shootings that killed two people and injured two others. The first shooting happened around 2.30 this morning at the corner of 25th Street and Shriver Avenue. IMPD dispatch says two people were shot and killed. Both victims were found dead inside of an SUV on the side of the road. That investigation is ongoing. The second shooting happened at 3 a.m., this time in the parking lot of Club Venus in the 3500 block of West 16th Street. Several witnesses are being questioned. The victim was taken to Eskenazi Hospital in critical condition. The third shooting happened near the corner of Stewart and 30th Streets at 330 this morning. That victim was transported to the hospital in serious but stable condition. Police are also investigating after a body was found in the lake in the 1900 block of East County Road in the 100 South, just south of Vernon, Indiana. Around 4 p.m. Saturday, Jennings County Sheriff's Department was called to the scene after a caller responded a body in a nearby lake. That victim was identified as 49-year-old Jayma Brown of North Vernon, Indiana. The family has been notified. And finally, some good news this morning. Your weather forecast, sunny, not a cloud in the sky with a high of 80 degrees. It has been a rough night in central Indiana as we start off this Sunday. It's always unfortunate when the morning headlines consist of nothing uh, but shootings and senseless crime that is happening in our city. Uh, that ties into one of our topics this morning. The movie Barbershop has uh, been released on Friday and it touches on uh, some of those issues. So we'll talk about that with this morning's guest. She is a familiar voice to the show. Uh, it is Ebony Chappelle of the Indianapolis Recorder. She is in the studio with us this morning to kick off our morning of Hot Topics. Good morning, Ebony.
0: Good morning, Cameron. I'm so excited to be back and you know, it honestly feels like I never left. So,
1: <laughs> well, you can stay yeah. as long as you like. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate that. We'll make some calls and see if we can make that happen. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. So, you saw a Barbershop this weekend?
0: I did. I did. Um, it was so beautiful outside yesterday. So, you know, I got out with my mom and we went to go see Barbershop. And it was honestly really really excellent it was an excellent film from top to bottom so I'm very proud of Ice Cube and the whole team for for pulling that off but I think the part that I'm so proud of is the fact that if if you transform you know back a few decades and you think about N.W.A. Iconic Group for several different reasons but we can't acknowledge the legacy without also acknowledging some of the problems that came along with the things they were talking about so to see him kind of flip the script you know to borrow Mm -hmm. your words from earlier and do a movie where he talks about street violence and gang violence and things like that was really excellent and have some positive twist to it. So one thing that came about in the movie was that the barbershop decided to do a ceasefire event and they made the barbershop a safe space they brought together. Now, it's dramatized. So it's a movie. It's a movie. So I don't expect this to work perfectly in everyday life. But a light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, you know what? We're dealing with some of the same issues in Indianapolis. The weather just got nice. We had a very um, tough weekend this weekend, and I don't want to see that be the theme because every time you turn on the news, when it gets warm outside, you hear –
1: What you heard this morning. Yeah,
0: you hear what you heard this morning, but you also hear from the other side with police, you know what, we're stepping up patrols, we're doing this. You hear um, leaders say we anticipate this being a bloody summer. Anytime somebody says something like that, it really bothers me because it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, I don't think that we necessarily have to do what it is that they think we're going to do. And I'm talking about black people right now like we don't necessarily have to live up to that expectation of it being a bloody summer.
1: So we don't have to, but don't we
0: We do? Unfortunately, that has been the case, but I'm extremely optimistic, even to the point of being a little ridiculous, but I believe that we can make a change. We can do something different and by taking it one day at a time or one weekend at a time. So what they did in the movie spoiler alert a little bit but the barbers decided to offer free haircuts all weekend long and they asked some of the top people you know out there in the street the shot collars to tell their people up under them you know this weekend is a safe weekend we're gonna try to get things together and you know it, it it wasn't perfect things didn't go exactly the way that they planned But imagine the impact that that had with them making the barbershop a safe space. They stayed open for 48 hours and, you know, that's what they did. That was their contribution to the community Mm -hmm. to try to rectify the situations that were going on. So I think at this point in time, we have to get creative. We have to figure something out because we have rallies every week and I'm not saying that those aren't important they are because it constantly brings awareness to the issue you can think oh we had this rally everybody knows what the issues are no you have to constantly keep it at the forefront of people's minds so us talking about it other people talking about it that's great We also have to be about it also So there are some things that we can do Within our own spheres of influence You don't have to be a politician You don't have to be a police chief sergeant Or anything like that to get out there and make a change uh, with what's going on. All
1: right. So in the movie, what was the backdrop of the situation?
0: The backdrop of the situation was taken straight from the headlines. They talked about that bloody summer where, um, matter of fact, this was last year and we were sitting, it's it's like deja vu because we were sitting right here and it happened. It was right the 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the backdrop and then you have You know, you are gangster disciples and vice lords. Where you know the two groups in the movie, and they're beefing, and every week somebody's getting shot, and it's just extremely. It's an extremely um, scary place to be. So everyone's like on pins and needles, Mm -hmm. and figuring out, you know, how do I, how do I survive? You know, how do I protect my children in this environment? So it was real. That part was really real. So I think um, it's not too different from Indianapolis. You could have just slapped Indianapolis in that script and it would have fit perfectly because those are some of the same issues that we're dealing with here. And I love my city and I would love to see something come about that uh, helps address the situation in a real and tangible way.
1: So if we stepped out of Hollywood, what is it in your mind that you could see Indianapolis doing that would be similar to what you saw in the movie?
0: I could see Indianapolis doing something exactly like that I mean why not try a coalition of barbershops and beauty salons coming together and making it such um, making it such a popular thing you know what this weekend we want a ceasefire. we want no violence all weekend not to say that as soon as the weekend's over you go back to it but maybe you continue this on like see how long it can go on you know there has been times there's history that shows that there have been times where that's happened where cities have gone long stretches of that not being a case violent crime as far as you know gun violence not Mm -hmm. being the case for a while so I think that we can get to that point I believe that anything is possible but it takes all of us participating to make that happen
1: so if I was a pastor right now I would say what are you talking about we're already doing that at the churches what do you think about
0: that well (laughs) Mm. I would definitely, definitely um, encourage that pastor or those pastors to continue doing what it is that they're doing, but to also support other people trying to do something, too, because, you know, a barber is not a pastor, but his pulpit is that barbershop. All right. Hold that thought.
1: (laughs) Hold that thought because I got somebody right now online. one caller. Good morning. You are live on the air. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you?
2: Good. Uh, my name's Ronnie Wilson. I'm actually um, uh, coming. I got an office on the South Side. I have a program. Uh, it's called Indiana Felon Struggling for Change. <clears throat> uh, what it does is it, it, it provides a reentry, kind back into society. Um, I've went around from jails to prisons and things like that. I'm actually an ex-felon um, who's been through the struggle and goes through it every day. Um, we have a program that t- teach people like typing skills, uh, interaction skills, people skills. You know, husband and wife pairing, and meeting. Um, it has like a, it's kind of like an AA kind of for everybody. Um, I've resourced out from, you know, from every side of town. Um, I've got from the black community, white community, Hispanic. It, it doesn't really matter about color. Um, I've been in prisons and rehabs, and um, with this program, I have. Uh, it, the address is 8118 uh, Madison Avenue, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46227. What, what it has also is the entrepreneur thing to help uh, women and uh, veterans and ADAs uh, try to help them, uh, you know, run their own business. I have a construction company. It's called First Call Construction. Um, it's a company out in Greenwood, Indiana, um, and that's what we try to do. I try to outsource out and try to find jobs for people Um, And that's struggling. I mean, I've been been through it, and I've lived it. And uh, it it, just like they're saying, you know, you guys are saying about the uh, barbershops coming together. I talked with Jake's barber on the West 16th over there. Really good guy. Uh, And that's that's one thing, you know, making a change in the community is what uh, prevents crime. And uh, we have also a program. It's a warrant surrender program, which um, helps people try to get them off the streets, and instead of. You know, just throwing in and turning yourself in. You know, it's a a hope to get back out and get in this program or get them back out and get them to society and get them the help they need. Um, You can be called at 317-893-2165 is the office number. You guys should come out sometime. Do you have a website? I don't have a website yet. You can check me out on Facebook at Indiana Felons. I'm just now trying to get a lot. It's just me funding this, doing this all myself right now. So it's kind of kind of hard because I got a five, and six, well, I actually got, just got custody to my five and six-year-old, both my boys, so, um, it's just me running this, I got an office set up, I got, I got Comcast out, you know, I've, I've resourced out, I've got plenty of jobs that I've resourced out, I got people uh, in the concrete business, in, in the lawn care business, and in construction companies that, I mean, I have resourced out some pretty big names, I'm trying to get people to change their policies and actually start hiring on felons and things like that and giving us a second chance. Like I and we also you know point people in the right direction to get their record expunged uh, and, and try to get their high school diploma. Um, it's it's an all in one package. I know there's other play, other play things out there, uh, you know, Goodwill and stuff like that that tries to help the community. But we really we w- difference with us is we are a felon based but a faith based, meaning that you know God's our number one. But we also give it. We give the the person the option to we you know we don't preach our our religion, you know, which I'm a Mormon, but I don't preach my religion. You know, I preach the struggle that I've been through. I've been to prisons. I've been this. I've I, from from gang to to everything, and uh with the Lord, helped me change my life. You know, but maybe that's not how someone changes their life. You know, so we have to show them the way that it's the struggle with what well, streets have raised us. You know, so
1: all right, so Ronnie, if people out there listening and uh just heard you. Just uh just go over again how they can contact you and, and how you can help them.
2: Uh, you can give me a call at uh three one seven eight nine three twenty one sixty five. Shoot us an email at IFS IFS Zero One Six at Gmail dot com. Um and how we can help you as you come in, what we do is we have a year program where you come in. and We work with the probation departments, DCS. I'm trying to get all all the contracts out. I, I talked with DCS all, all last week. I talked with the reentry courts in the Marion County. Um, because what we do is that we offer you know parenting classes where it's not. It, it don't always have to be a license. You know, licensed teacher or something in there. We want to hear. It's hard for us to understand it from somebody that hasn't lived that struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, so with me and everybody else that's lived that struggle, you know, it ain't, it ain't up there. We 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 want to hear it from somebody who's lived it. So we all sit around and it's the discussion meetings. You know, if it's if it's a parenting or if it's a relationship problem, it ain't going to be me or you know, Doctor Phil up there. You know, I mean, I, I mean, sure, all all that's good, but but then again, you got you know, you want to hear it from somebody that's lived that. You know what I'm saying?
1: I understand and I just looked up your Facebook page Indiana Felons. Uh, we're uh, I'm going to follow you and uh, okay. maybe sometime soon we can have you on the show or in or Ebony can uh, have that as a story in in the papers. We're always trying to find uh solutions for our community. so uh, yes, definitely.
3: Definitely. I, I, have
2: a, I have another one I'm trying to put up on West 16th. Uh, I eventually want to be in almost every city. I got people calling from Philadelphia, Texas. I got people calling everywhere wanting this program, you know, because, it, I mean, it's not something I've made. You know, I, I've, I've designed this all, you know, with God's help, but, but I've designed it through what the struggles that I've lived through, you know, and that I've seen in all my family and my friends have lived through.
1: All right. Ronnie Wilson. Look Check you me up. out on the end of Facebook, you guys. Thanks. I've got you on there, man. Thanks for calling and thanks for listening. No problem. God bless you guys. All right. So you never know who's out there listening. I always like to think that there are six people who are listening um, and they're just going <laughs> to work in the morning. So, hey, there's uh, there's people out there who are listening and who are apparently wide awake at this hour. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that that's excellent. And that's exactly the type of thing that... Um, that has to continue to happen. We have several several different groups in the community, and I could go on forever and um, talk about the things that they're doing because there's so many people that are doing things, doing real, tangible, impactful work in the community, and I certainly applaud them. We need to continue to support them, support mm-hmm. anybody that's trying to do something mm-hmm. to um, make this a better place to live.
1: There are um, you know, lots of ways— And we've had lots of people come on, on the show, um, since we've been doing this since last summer, uh, offering their solutions. And apparently that the list, you know, just keeps on going. You, I, you know, half the time I've never heard of any of these people, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I always, you know, everybody always kind of wants to do their own thing because, yeah. you know, this is their baby. They're trying to do something together. They're trying to get their company's name out there, mm-hmm. not because it's it's selfish on their end, but, you know, they want to
0: build something on their own. So I always wonder what if any of these groups came together, came together and pulled their resources. Right. So I certainly think that that's that that's something that we could benefit from in the black community, particularly Mm -hmm. it's pulling our resources because I feel like it would be more impactful that way. Sometimes it just takes, and I try to, you know, really work on this in my own professional and civic life. If I am interested in doing something, but I know there's someone that does that extremely well, chances are I'm going to give them a call and try to figure out how we can work together Mm -hmm. as opposed to being, you know, being a one man band. You know, Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. make a whole lot of noise with (laughs) with a crowd of people behind you than you can just standing out there on your lonesome. So I definitely um, applaud his efforts. And I want to say to anybody that's listening, you know, if if there's something you feel like you could support and get involved in, definitely, you know, give him a call, connect with him and try to build from there Mm -hmm. and see what could happen.
1: That reminds me of uh, uh, that line. What was that? Soul food Uh, when they were arguing. And the the mama said uh, (laughs) one finger. Point the blank. <laughs> Don't make no impact. But you ball all them
0: fingers up into a mighty fist and you can strike a mighty blow. The fact that you know that by heart. <laughs> the fact that you know that by heart. That's deep, Cameron. You've watched that movie like 80 times. I can just tell. I also watched Friday again this week and I know every. Lord, the original single. Friday? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. We watched that a lot as kids. So, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I know
1: every single line. So if somebody would like to challenge me to quote the entire movie, it's on. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll continue this conversation. So much more of hot topics going on in the city of Indianapolis. And as I preach to you every week, the election is right around the corner. And we've been saying that for months, but, you know, nobody listened to me back in November and October when I said Donald Trump could become president. But, you know, just kind of hold on to that because nobody nobody listens to me. Uh, Yeah, we'll be right right back. This is Indy Speaks. I'm Cameron Riddle. And that lady over there is Ebony Chappelle. We'll be right back on Hot 96.3. This is your boy, Ricky Smiley, and you're listening to Indie Speaks with Cameron Riddle on Hot 96.3. And we're back this morning. Good morning to you. I'm Cameron Riddle in the studio with the wonderful, the lovely, the beautiful, the intelligent, the put in any type of adjective that you like that represents a good, strong person, a good journalist, and radio broadcaster, (laughs) Ebony Chappelle.
0: Oh, stop okay keep going
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to set Ebony up for a couple of things you know, oh I'm just, goodness gracious I'm just throwing things out there <laughs> speaking them into existence so um, let's hit on a topic on our morning of hop topics that we've been talking about on this show for the past several months um, the body cam bill which yes. made some did we make national headlines on that one I believe so. I know there was some talk, but it wasn't like House Bill thirteen thirty seven or RIFRA bad. Now, not that. Um, <laughs> still, though, uh, the bill itself um, has that impact. Um, and as you, some of you may remember, a few weeks ago, we had on uh, local group Indy ten and Debbie Long, the widow of Mac Long, who was shot and killed by uh, police in April of twenty fifteen. Um, and part of that altercation between uh, the now deceased Mac Long and an IMPD officer was caught on one of the few body cams that IMPD actually has. Uh, in a lot of cities, um, I won't say a lot of cities, in several cities, there are body cams on every officer, on every car. Uh, and in, in the city of Indianapolis, that is not the case. Very few officers and even cars are equipped with cameras Um, but you know for some reason it just seems like wherever it is in the country these big ones were caught on tape um, as the case was here in Indianapolis and we have a little bit of an idea of what happened the day that Mac Long was shot from the video it does not tell the whole story Um, the entire video was not released so we may never actually know what completely and totally um, happened on that day mm-hmm. however the group ND10 is now filing a petition uh, against that bill
0: yes they are um, to speak on the issue of the body cams I know that at that time IMPD was piloting a a brand of cameras to see if it would work but there were some issues with those cameras so they decided not to you know, pursue that and you know, another issue comes up is budget. There is not budget enough as it stands currently for the entire force to be outfitted, but to flip the script a little bit, to go back to talking about the bill as it stands right now, there is no protocol clear cut, concise protocol that allows a citizen to access body camera footage Mm -hmm. so even if the entire force had body cameras there is no protocol it's completely up to the force to decide how and when Mm -hmm. they're going to disseminate that footage Mm -hmm. so while this bill is not perfect I wrote about this bill um, in my editorial column back in January and at that time so many people were up in arms and they were upset with the bill, and I read through it, and it has you know when you when you read between the lines and you really get into the the uh, nooks and crannies of stuff, you do find issues. It had definite issues. Mm-hmm. The onus is put on the citizen wanting to view the video to prove, you know, hey, I need to see this and this is why you need to show it to me as opposed to it being... It it, it wasn't an easy process. Mm -hmm. There was a process, but it wasn't an easy process. And I understand, you know, a lot of people were saying a part of it is because of privacy issues. You wouldn't want if a cop shows up to your house... And he's taking video he has on his 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 camera, you know, on his person. And he's taking video of your house and your children are there. There's, you know, certain sensitive Mm -hmm. issues. Yeah. So I totally understand it for that purpose. But then at the same time, I think that the way that the climate is in this country with police and citizens, especially when it comes to black people and police and some of the police action shootings that have taken place People want to feel like um, there isn't this veil of secrecy over what's going on. Mm -hmm. People want to feel like that. So I understand Indy 10 wanting to have this petition out and repeal the bill. But at the same time, like I said back in January, the whole something is better than nothing is not Mm -hmm. is not good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel like. Even having something on the books that has a clear cut way to access it is important. Mm -hmm. This is not perfect, but we don't have anything at this point. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's uh, Democratic Senator Greg Taylor. He sponsored the bill um, and he doesn't understand Victoria Davis, who is a writer for the Indianapolis Recorder newspaper, wrote a really excellent piece that's on the front page of the Indianapolis Recorder this week. Mm-hmm. And she talked to Indy Ten and Senator Taylor, and he's saying that he doesn't understand why they're trying to repeal it mm-hmm. because we don't have anything. So, and it's it's just really, really one of those touchy subjects, honestly, when you get down to it, because. I don't think we're going to have a perfect solution. Some people want full transparency. Mm -hmm. They want a YouTube uh, channel where they can go and watch all this footage, have Mm -hmm. it all uploaded to YouTube. Mm -hmm. I absolutely do not think that that is the solution. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the solution at all.
1: That is something they're doing in uh, other cities around the nation, in particular uh, Seattle.
0: Yeah, Seattle. If you go onto YouTube and you search Seattle Police I think it's SPD or Seattle Police Department video, um, something to that extent. And then you can watch the video. And what they did, it's kind of odd because there was this um, this computer guy in Seattle that had done some, like, hacking type of stuff
3: mm-hmm.
0: to the police department. But then they ended up hiring him mm-hmm. because he developed a software that kind of distorts the video so you don't see faces And some of the audio is ripped out at certain points. So my thing with that is how long does it take when video is, you know, ripped from the body cams to then it's put up online? You know, how does that whole process work? And who's to say how much that they're really putting up online? There could be things that they're not putting up online.
1: Well, even if they are, you got to remember that. This is going to take some time and some more manpower to put up any kind of system, any type of archiving system. As we said right now, only a select few officers of the understaffed IMPD have these body cams. So if you did that, you would have to have some sort of system where either the video is automatically sent, you know, after it's recorded to some database cloud and then it's stored or uploaded uh, mm-hmm. And if you do that, that's going to cost a lot of money. Um, yeah. So you're going to have to talk to your city county council about that. Um, and, Definitely. Or if you want to try a different way, but we could just have a person do that. Well, now you got to have a person who collects all of the video off of the body cameras who then stores it, who then sorts it, who then uploads it. Now you got to pay them to do that and you can't just have one person do that. So that's going to be a couple of bodies to do that. And they're probably not just going to be any old officers. They're going to be somebody with a background in electronics or communication and video. Uh, So that's also going to cost you some money. So Mm -hmm. if you want that, got to talk to your city county council about that. Um, So there are reasons why this doesn't exist right now and i wouldn't say it's completely because they don't want it right now they can't afford it um they don't even have enough police officers as it is
0: yeah there's i mean there's issues on top of issues on top of issues when it comes to this thing but i honestly feel like we're talking about it and Potentially, I, I want to apply, you know, Indy 10, whether or not you agree with what it is that they're doing or you agree with repealing the bill in general. The fact that someone is, like I said, over break, flexing their democratic muscle mm-hmm. to go out there and do, you know, what it is that they feel is best, mm-hmm. then, you know, I feel like that's what needs to happen. Just like you had um, droves of people show up to the state house the other day for the issues with the abortion bill you know there are different ways to let your voice be heard so by all means if there's something that's going on that you don't appreciate or you don't agree with let your voice be heard about it because then at that point you can't you can go on living at least i said something at least i Mm -hmm. did what it is i felt needed to Mm -hmm. be done you know, as it pertains to this issue. But, I i mean, we're talking about it, so it's out there. That's good. It's not perfect by any means, but most things never are, honestly.
1: Well, you know, as we always say, if you want your voice heard, there's a way to do that. Ebony, do you know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Is there a way to make your voice heard in the government system?
0: Yes, there is. It's, um, it's free. Mm-hmm. And... They're making it simpler Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and uh, yeah, I think that everyone should do it.
1: I think they should. All the kids are doing it and uh, it's cool. You have a chance to do just that on May 3rd. So uh, we don't have many, we don't have any city county counselors up running for election at this term. We had the chance to do that back in November. If you didn't, sorry, missed you. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we got a couple others who are going to be up on the ballot uh, coming up very soon, including presidents, congressmen, and even your wonderful
0: governor. governor. Yeah, so if you are just peeved, you're pissed, you're foaming at the mouth, etc. show up. On May 3rd. And you can talk a whole lot on Facebook and you can talk a
1: lot, a whole lot on Twitter about who you don't like and you can boo them at the Indians game, but like them or love them. If you don't go vote, ain't nobody listening to you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you stay listening to us. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. We'll continue our morning of Hot Topics. I'm Cameron Riddle and this is Indie Speaks featuring Ebony Chappelle. We'll be right back here on Hot 96.3. And you're getting your news right from Cameron Riddle. And be sure to wake up tomorrow morning to the Rick's Modern Morning Show from 6 to 10 on Hot 96.3.
0: Join the conversation and let your voice be heard by dialing in and calling 239-9696. Now back to Indie Speech: your life matters with Cameron Riddle.
2: Yo, what's up? It's your man, Am Paris, and you checking out my good friend, Cameron Riddle, right here on Hot 96.3 at the new
1: show for the community, Indie Speaks. Holla! Well, thank you, Am. Appreciate that. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Cameron Riddle, and we're back in the studio this morning with the wonderful, the lovely, the talented, the beautiful, the smart, the sounds so good on the radio, Evanie Chappelle. You can also see her work. Each week, the Indianapolis Recorder, and as well on their website, and she's uh, in the studio with us, with us this morning to keep us updated on the hot topics of what is happening in Indianapolis. The stories that don't always make the television news because there's only so much time, but there's so many things that are happening out there, including uh, trying to solve one food desert Uh, here in the city of Indianapolis. This time we are talking on the East side and I was just riding past, uh, double eight. The other day I was like, oh yeah, I remember Mm -hmm. going in there. Yeah. Yeah. Not going in there anymore. Uh, (laughs) so you remember that is where, um, a lot of the controversy about the lack of grocery stores has happened, uh, in the city of Indianapolis. Mm Um, something Emmy and i have been talking about for a while looking into some things for you yeah um but there has been at least uh one start to a solution on the east side near 38th and keystone a new store is coming right ebony
0: yes a new store is coming um, i'm very excited about this situation um kelly patrick sloan another writer with the indianapolis recorder Um, so excellently did this article about Avondale Meadows neighborhood Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar maybe you remember the Meadows uh, apartments long long time ago over there over 38th street um, where people used to live Once upon a time, there (laughs) used to be a cup foods and then that was closed. And there's always if you talk to anybody from that side of town, everybody has a different story as to why cup foods closed. But not to get into all those details. Basically, when you break it down, that neighborhood is underserved when it comes to having access to food. I work in that neighborhood. The recorder is not even uh, five minutes. Yeah, it's a mile away it's right over there so we understand that issue really really closely as employees working over there who oftentimes you know want to be able to go and grab food from a store and mm-hmm. where do you go to do that you know there's fast food everywhere mm-hmm. but where do you go to get quality and that's definitely an issue so what they're doing over there is they broke ground last week on a save a lot store and not only a save a lot but there are plans to have a goodwill in the neighborhood as well I'm excited for what it means um, in terms of community development and community growth there are jobs tied to that so I'm excited about that and I'm excited about the fact that people living over there will have access to things that they need it won't be an issue where if you don't have access to proper transportation then your family is going to be neglected you're not going to have the things you need save a lot is a decent quality store i've shopped in save a lot several times myself so you know and it and the the price wise it's accessible you know, I would be extremely worried if they were breaking ground on a Whole Foods. We'd be having a whole different conversation mm-hmm. right now. Not that Whole Foods is bad at all, but having one in that neighborhood, you already know what that looks like. Like mm-hmm. we talk about, um at the recorder, we've been discussing the issues of gentrification a lot because as our city grows and becomes more densely populated, you start to see it in these neighborhoods that are impoverished. You start to see people move in and the property values, you know, skyrocket for them. Property taxes go up. You start to see development that, um, is not inclusive of them, but excludes them. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a way to, develop an area and to bring it up to where it needs to be without neglecting and excluding the people who already live there and i feel like this project going on over there in avondale meadows is a perfect example of that um them shedding those labels food desert them shedding that label by having this store so maybe it just you know pops off so many other things that stem from that. So, I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Well, I'm trying to think over there what is the nearest grocery store right now.
0: I'm trying to jog my brain. What you could do is you could go to 46th in Arlington there is a Kroger, There's Kroger in yeah. Devington Plaza if you go a little further from that to the 56th and Oh, well, Fall Creek and Kessler connect. There's a Walmart neighborhood market.
1: Right there at uh Sherman and 25th Street, you got your Safeway. Or by the railroad tracks.
0: Oh, oh, gosh. Okay. I didn't even go in. My brain didn't even go in that direction. But see, even if you were to look at all of this stuff on a map, if you're mm-hmm. somebody, let's say that I live right at. 38th and Keystone. I cannot walk to any of those places. Mm -hmm. You cannot to catch a bus. Well, you can catch a bus to 46th and Arlington to get to Devington Plaza. Mm -hmm. You can catch a bus there. You cannot get to get to Safeway on a bus. You're about to be all day long. It's well ridiculous. you'd have
1: to you'd have to hop on the thirty eight and ride that downtown and then way hop you a transfer and then come back uh to the opposite direction. So it wouldn't be efficient.
0: But No, it wouldn't be efficient at all. And try, and try to get to that neighborhood that Walmart neighborhood market, forget about it. There's no bus that goes even close. The closest bus is uh forty sixth in Shalin. Mm, sounds probably. It's a number four. That's a, about as close as you're going to get because there are no buses that come where that wild neighborhood market mm-hmm. is. So, I mean, you you start to hear what the issue is. Well, you know, we,
1: I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to spill the beans on a, a project in the works, but Ebony and I, we've gone around to uh, we went, I don't know what, five, six stores that day yeah. in different neighborhoods on different sides of towns. Uh, to look at the stores look at the quality and look at the access to those stores and the stores that you would typically rank in better shape that uh, the quality of the stores were better, the quality of the food was better there are, they are not on lines of public transportation No, the ones that, I mean if you had to pick one or the other, the one you would probably pick second, is on the bus line mm-hmm. and I mean it just kind of there's no mystery when you do it, it's like oh okay
0: yeah it just may, it totally makes sense yeah you start to put it together and i think that the corporate world not only the corporate world but our elected officials have to um have to treat people All people with respect and keep their best interest at heart. So if you're an elected official and you notice that your neighborhood is not served the way that it needs to be, then that's when things have to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to step up and address those issues. So the issue over there in Avondale Meadows, it's been in the work for several years they've tried to bring something back since that whole foods was gone excuse me oh excuse me <laughs> mm-hmm. little verdie lived there since that cut foods was gone mm-hmm. they've been trying to address this issue so you had uh several people that were there um that district is actually under um councilman Duke Oliver and he's you know also excited about what's going on over there so you know I'm definitely positive thinking positive about what that save a lot and what that goodwill and what all of that is going to mean for the community but we have to we have to speak out i don't think that we should be in this thriving city indianapolis is thriving right now i don't think that it should be a case where neighborhoods are going neglected but all of our energy and resources are going to places that you know honestly Are going to be okay. Not to say that they should be neglected, also, but it's like okay, we've put a lot of energy and resources over there. You know, let's kind of you know redistribute this wealth in another
1: direction. But you got to remember, I mean, it's all business, and this isn't a slight to any of the grocers, but they're going to go where they can make the most
0: money. And I feel that. I feel that. But at the same time, we we shouldn't allow that to be the case. Not in Indianapolis, Indiana. Not in the United States of America the richest country on the planet should any neighborhood not have access to the things that it needs, fresh fruits and vegetables. um, Just having a good, this goes to a good quality of life. I got, I I mean, I, I got, I got a whole city that has got brown water. So, and listen, and they're, and they're not the only ones. No, they're not. They're not the only ones. Some of the same issues that are prevalent in Flint, we have those issues here in Indianapolis as well. It's not on that large of a scale, but you know, I, I get it. That's a big issue too, for sure.
1: We got three minutes left. Let me go to the phone lines real quick. Online one caller. Good morning. You are live on the air. Good
3: morning.
1: Hey, good morning. What's your name?
3: My
1: name is Shayrell. Yes. Shayrell. Good morning. Good morning.
3: Um, Speaking about this situation, that Cubs food closed many moons ago. I was a kid, and I'm 30 now. And My father tried to speak to some of the officials about putting, since they're closing down the grocery store, putting some type of rec center or something in there for the kids, make it useful for the neighborhood. And he was immediately shot down, and they said that they were going to have some other type of development for that area. In which case, that building is still sitting there. All those people in that community that could have been getting nice quality food, as you were talking about, and very close where they can walk, now now they're just in the dark. They don't care about the availability of food for us. They want to make it harder for us to be able to get the things that we need and to be able to tap into our resources so that so that we will in turn stay underneath that water that they have us in. That's just my opinion
1: all right Cheryl thank you for your opinion we gotta go because we got literally 90 (laughs) seconds left but thank you for your call I appreciate it
3: yeah just to
0: speak to what it is that Cheryl said um I mean yeah that building has been repurposed it is now Charles A. Tinley uh accelerated Mm -hmm. high school Mm -hmm. so that building has been repurposed to go and you know to benefit the community educating our babies what better thing to do than that um I think that it's a shame that it's been so long that that Neighborhood has been without a quality grocery store, but I feel like um, them breaking ground on this Save a Lot was definitely a step in the right direction.
1: All right. Uh, I guess that could bring up another topic as well. What is there in our communities to do um, with uh, the different organizations such as your Boys and Girls Clubs, uh, your YMCAs? I'm trying to think what is the nearest Boys and Girls Club in that area?
0: Wheeler, off of. 30th in Keystone.
1: Okay, well, okay. That's reasonable.
0: Excuse uh, me, you said, did you say Boys and Girls Club? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's where the Boys and Girls Club is. And then Avondale Meadows has a Y. I attended their scholarship banquet this past week and they are doing some excellent things with the young people. I applaud them. You also have Forest Manor Multi Service Center in the neighborhood as well and several other groups that are trying to do. A lot. But the thing is, they need support. Mm-hmm. They need support. Both they physical need- and financial. Yes. Big on the financial tip. So, if you have access to that, you need to hook them up.
1: Uh, <laughs> shout out to all the community organizations and... Oh, the Boys and Girls Club free advertising right now because you are doing something for the community because I love the Boys and Girls Club. In fact, that's where I found my inspiration to be on the radio was at the Boys and Girls Club. So shout out to LaGore on the West Side. (laughs) That Boys and Girls Club represent. um, That's going to do it this morning for... This edition of Indie Speaks. I'm Cameron Roto. Got to thank my girl, Ebony Chappelle, for keeping it hot and bringing all the hot topics to the airwaves. Always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you. And um, we're going to have Ebony back a little bit more often. I'm just speaking things into existence. <laughs> Got to make some things happen, make some things shape. That's what's going to happen. Uh, we're back, same time, same station, uh, next Sunday morning, live beginning at 7.